And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good day to you. And Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Hello. Well, gentlemen, today on the agenda is a, another edition of Dealing with Marriage. Uh, last week we barely got into the subject, and hopefully today we'll get a little bit further. But, you know, we live in a world where um, it seems like marriage is being assaulted. Uh, many times there are divorces, and uh, we're told that half of the people are, are divorced. Adult married people are divorced. And uh, let's uh, get started talking about God's ideal for marriage, but also the grace aspect and when people are in need of forgiveness. So where can we start here today? Well, I do believe that marriage requires uh, on the part of the partners a great deal of grace and forgiveness just simply in the relationship. If we were to divorce our ordinary relationship in marriage with our spouse from God's grace and forgiveness, uh, and even with our children. Hmm. How many times uh, I had to ask my children even for for uh, their hmm. gracious forgiveness for maybe misunderstanding them or accusing them of something. And I've done the same thing with my wife. So I do know hmm. that there needs to be uh, a spirit of forgiveness uh, and a willing to forgive and not to compete with one another. The family is mm-hmm. a unit. It's a unit. It's a covenant unit. Yeah, that is to hold the family together. It's so important. You do demonstrate forgiveness within the family, and also uh, repentance, and that's also a very important aspect in the family life to keep it strong. And uh, unfortunately, what we have in our society is when things get going rough, people split. Mm. Well, well, one of the things, Mark, you you mentioned. I think we were speaking a few words before we got started, but. uh, one of the things that we have that is different today is mm. that society no longer supports a Christian standard of marriage. Right. Francis mm-hmm. Schaeffer used to talk about the Christian consensus. Even when our society was not necessarily everyone Christian, and that has always been the case, nonetheless there was a tendency to support uh, that which was Christian, in other words, permanent marriages, mm-hmm. and to support children. But today we have society actually attacking the institution of marriage yeah. and the rearing of children. So mm-hmm. whatever we have today in terms of marriage failure and things of that nature and difficulties in remaining marriage, a lot of it has to do with the fact that society has has not only withdrawn its support, but it is now attacking that mm-hmm. very institution. That's so. right. It, it is an attack. One of the things where you see this is if you look at the biblical standard for divorce and remarriage. I think the biblical standard for divorce is, is pretty loose. You can divorce for a lot of reasons, but you can't remarry. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Mm-hmm. And, but but for divorce and remarriage, there are two. And, of course, uh, the one is adultery. And uh, we see that in the Gospels. And the second one is abandonment, and we see that in 1 Corinthians 7. Hmm. And that's the Christian standard. Now, the world standard is entirely different. It's adultery, abandonment, boredom, <laughs> falling out of love. You know, any yeah. almost every reason that you can think of is, has been propounded as to why people get divorced. Mm-hmm. 
Well, of course, uh, underlying that is that it's no longer seen as a covenant arrangement instituted by God in creation, as we saw Mm, last week. Uh, when you lose that, you begin to then just simply put this thing on a very emotional, pragmatic basis without any expectation of any real commitment. Mm-hmm. That, that's the other thing. And when you look at that, what I always remind couples is, you know, you're coming into a covenant relationship. You're saying your vows. But understand, it's not a covenant between two people. It's a covenant between three Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the, the wife, the husband, and God. Mm-hmm. So when you break that contract, you're not just breaking it with that person. You're breaking it with God. Mm-hmm. And our society looks at it as just between two people, you know. And if you've got a prenuptial agreement, hey, well, you know, mm-hmm. your contract's even weaker, you know. Well, mm-hmm. listen to listen to this passage from Malachi. You, you talk oh, about that. It's, it's a marvelous passage. And this is the second thing. You do, he says. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, so he does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. And then he goes on to say, because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously, yet she is your companion. And your wife by covenant. Mm. How could it be any more plain that That's God right. is a witness to our covenant yeah. arrangement? That's right. I'm reminded right. of a scene in the Old Testament. You guys are probably thinking of it too, where uh, covenanting parties are are the the animal is is split in halves. This happened with with Abraham, right. and the animal was split in half, and uh, the flame went between the two halves, and that flame represented God. And God was essentially saying to Abraham, may it happen to me as has happened to these animals if I don't fulfill my promise. And so this covenant is a very serious thing. It's uh, very much tied to relationship. And like you have pointed out, Mark, when we're talking about marriage here, the covenant's between three people, not two. The uh, other thing I think about uh, uh, this is that, of course, in the real world, marriages do break down. Right, mm. and of course, as pastors, we know uh, two of us here anyway. We know what uh, that means to counsel people when uh, things are going wrong, and obviously, in some cases, I, I thank God it hasn't happened many times in my life. But uh, where you're counseling people and they they don't get back together, right. there is a breach or a failure in the marriage, and. Um, uh, my own approach is, uh, and it's complex, I don't know how to solve all the problems, but on the other hand, uh, not uh, to abstract or forget that all things that we do here on earth are not to be, what should I say, divorced from the grace and forgiveness of God. Mm. There is redemption in this world, and so right. we don't want to think or to say to people that a major failure in your life is the end, and there is no hope. Mm. There is forgiveness with the Lord. I found an article on the web written by Reverend Alan Baker, and we sometimes carry his sermons on proclamation at night. And uh, he's written an article entitled, Rekindling the Dying Fire. So before a marriage uh, reaches the point of separation and divorce, uh, this is a good little article to read. And uh, if one of our listeners 
would like a reference to this article, we can send you the link. Just uh, contact us via email. And uh, he starts off by quoting the verse, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up Mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this article, I read it kind of quickly before we got together today. Um, uh, One of the thrusts is that uh, of my own heart towards Christ, to really see his love for me, his love for the church, and experience that love will help me carry out and love my wife better. Well, it's a good little article, so uh, if you'd mm. like to have a link sent to you, just uh, send us an email. I often, when I do marriage counseling, uh, I often focus on their their relationship with God, mm. uh, you know, especially to believers. And if their relationship with God is where it ought to be, it will draw them closer together. Uh, very often when I've seen things split up, it's usually because uh, one of the parties is unwilling to try to, to draw close to God. Mm. I have three uh, couples. I'm starting to counsel now about marriage or getting married this summer. <laughs> a little later, three couples. <laughs> and uh, so I've thought a lot about marriage of late and what should I say to them. And knowing that they're hearing a message in the world, mm. so to speak, that is not what I'm going to say. Mm. Uh, but one of the things I've observed uh, is that in counseling couples, I've never met a couple that came to the counseling session that didn't think their marriage was going to be permanent. They start out with great hope and ambition. And, you know, it is mm. uh, a part of the ministry of the church to help them maintain that hope and that commitment. Mm. Yeah. So I think one of the profound aspects of ministry today is that where our families are not getting the kind of support in society they need that the church may have to redouble its effort mm-hmm. to teach and to preach matters concerning the family, mm-hmm. marriage, and those mm-hmm. things. Now, we're going to have to take a quick break here, gentlemen. I see we ran over a little bit before our first break today. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today's discussion is concerning marriage. And uh, stay with us now. We'll be right back. May the life we live forever bring you honor. May the love we share together always glorify your name. As we come before you, Lord, with hearts united. Here in your presence now, Lord, And pray your peace will always dwell within our home. We pray your peace will always dwell within our home. We pray your peace. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, Our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, 
Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to a plain answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today's discussion is on marriage. In the studio with me is the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance, both pastors. Well, gentlemen,、um, let's pursue this a little bit more concerning divorce and also concerning remarriage. Well,、uh, I think again to, to quote the, the words that we have in Mark that our Lord spoke. Concerning marriage should always be kept、uh, in the forefront. And he says,、uh, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. There is no question that this is the primary relationship that a man or a woman、uh, has in. This life in marriage outside of their relationship to the Lord.、Mm-hmm. It is deep, it is fundamental, and the, the mother, the father, and the parents of children have a profound relationship one to another, and God ordained it that way. So, anytime there is a breakup of that or alienation of any sort enters into that, even the children from the parents, it is a Serious matter.、Mm. But it happens. We live in a sinful world. Now, um, uh, Mark uh, had mentioned earlier, and it should be reiterated、uh, the Lord did teach、uh, that under certain conditions, divorce was legitimate. It is an answer, it is a solution uh, for uh, uh, adultery and for abandonment.、Mm-hmm. So, There is no debate on that. It is this other area that we talk about when people get divorced for lesser reasons.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to add, a lot of churches even have three A's instead of two A's. You have adultery, abandonment, and the third A would be abuse.、Um, I am not a defender of, of abuse. I don't see that as, in Scripture as a reason for divorce. It may definitely be a reason for separation、mm-hmm. to work on that. I, I do not at all advocate that a woman should stay, or even a man, in, in a highly abusive house where they may get hurt or the children get hurt. You've got to get them out. No, no question.、Um, uh, that is the case. I have counseled、yeah. separation under those conditions.、Yeah. Mm. Uh, you would rather, as someone has said, not also encourage them to break the sixth commandment、yeah. as well,、yeah. <laughs> which、uh, has happened,、right. unfortunately, particularly、yes. males、right. uh, who uh, kill a family member, particularly、mm. the wife 
right. or someone else in the family. Yeah, so you, mm-hmm. so you pull them out of that situation and, and then you work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also an aspect of that where, you know, if a divorce occurs before the person becomes a believer, then I, I think you have to always take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, you know, I'm pretty tight with that, the, the two, in terms of remarriage. Who will I remarry? Only if it occurs with abandonment or adultery. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I I would have a hard time remarrying someone there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, never with a believer and an unbeliever. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Mark and I have talked before in the past, since we're colleagues, <laughs> I'm probably a little looser in mm-hmm. this area than he is with respect to who would be allowed to be married, for what reasons. And we're trying to apply the biblical standard. I just yeah. simply... And um, probably more permissive and willing to see it in the context of grace and redemption mm-hmm. uh, and to apply that category. Yeah. But I do believe it's important, for instance, if people are members of the church, that they uh, seek the approval for whatever action yeah. in the future that may happen from their board of elders or sessions or board of deacons, whomever constitutes the leadership of the church. That's a good yeah. point. That's it. Yeah. But there is another point here uh, we've not mentioned, and uh, that is that there there's no doubt a higher standard for those who seek leadership in the church and who exercise leadership mm-hmm. uh, in these areas, and Mark and I would agree on this, yeah. than for those who are in the pew mm-hmm. or hold what we would yeah. call the general office in the church. Yeah, we are definitely in agreement with the second part. You know, Part of the thing with with divorce, especially, is is the huge impact it has on the children, and and even on relationships. How confused these relationships get, and how bitter still the relationships are. And that's why when I counsel, for example, someone who has been divorced and is getting remarried, even you know, even though they fit under these categories, you know, my normal premarital counseling is is six sessions. If you've been divorced before, mm-hmm. it's seven or eight. You always need a couple more because, and, and I don't know how many people, you know, I don't have extensive experience, but enough experience to know that most people, after they've been divorced, don't really realize how much difficulty is going to happen mm. after they remarry, still in relationship with the ex-spouse. Yeah. Oh, never quite... Uh is as clear-cut as most people think it's going to be. You know, I I, I will say this, too, that uh, we've talked about divorce, but there is a good reason for people not to divorce, and that is under any circumstance, maybe even, when you Mm. have grounds, and that is children. That's right. Mm. Um, I can remember when my children, my one oldest girl, went off to college. I'll even mention the college, Lafayette College. It's not a Christian school per se, though it has historical Presbyterian background but today it's it's there's no standard there that you would recognize uh mm-hmm. as a christian standard as such that they're upholding but anyway uh, i remember the orientation class and the woman who was giving the orientation class said something very profound that i never forgot she says now i know all of you are going to have a difficult time taking your hands off the children a little bit but you should They've taken a step up, so to speak. Mm. But she says, if you want to serve them well and see them get through college, their four years, let me tell you what the number one thing is for you not to do. Don't get a divorce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It 
it destabilizes That's exactly everything right. in your child's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the counselors say. It destabilizes and destroys. So if you can hang in there, hang in there. That's right. And then maybe you'll find that over time... The love will be rekindled. That's so right. To speak. What are yeah. this article from us? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the, the main reasons for getting married is to have children. It's just a, a wonderful thing. I mean, Psalm 127, you know, children are a heritage from the Lord, you know. Blessed yeah. is a man whose quiver is filled with them, you know. And, and I think that's I'm glad that's you great. brought that up. And because, you know, I've even been in churches where the families walked in, they've got six kids, and the wife says, I'm pregnant, and a number of people roll their eyes and say, oh, mm-hmm. no, not again. And I'm like... Hey, Praise this is great. God. This is Praise great. We've God. got Let another child coming. That's right. <laughs> Let's celebrate the advent of life. Yes. You may lose sleep. You'll have heartache, whatever, but it is worth it Yes. to bring in a covenant child into this world, raise them up. Let's put it this way. As long as you have one children, two children, three children, four children in the family, you don't have time to get very bored. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pull together to make yeah. all a success. Us Christians, of all people, we need to be having children. We've said it before on other sessions together. Mm-hmm. What's the first commandment in the Bible? Again, as Moses Maimonides, a famous Jewish mm-hmm. medieval scholar, laid them out. Six hundred thirteen commandments, and the first one is be fruitful and multiply. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at a book here that we're reading on the Covenant Home currently. It's uh, one book of five in rotation, and the Covenant Home is heard weeknights at 7 o'clock. It's called This Momentary Marriage. It's written by Dr. John Piper, a pastor. I'd recommend it. It's an excellent little book. It's called This Momentary Marriage, A Parable of Permanence. Mm. And so uh, acquire this, and uh, you'll you'll be delighted with this book. It's uh, It's well written. And it also includes the concept that you fellows have mentioned of the covenant, that God has established this covenant of marriage. He's created it. And so uh, you'll enjoy this book if you get it. We don't uh, profit from it at all, but uh, order it from uh, John Piper. You'll enjoy it. I'm also looking here at um, one of the confessions of faith. And I'm surprised you guys haven't raised this already, but it's uh, the Westminster Confession. And it's uh, very simple in some of its points. It says... uh, Marriage is to be between one man and one woman. We've talked about that already. Uh, Neither is it lawful for any man to have more than one wife, nor for any woman to have more than one husband at the same time. And uh, here's a good one. It says marriage was ordained for the mutual help of husband and wife. And what you were just talking about now, for the increase of mankind with legitimate issue and of the church with an holy seed. You know, I don't think you can improve upon the Westminster Standards when it comes to speaking about marriage. Mm. And I would encourage everyone to read. Uh, even you, you may not have access to those standards, uh, but you can get them online or someplace. And read that section on marriage, mm. uh, particularly in the Confession of Faith. It is uh, not only robust, but it is full and instructive. Mm, it is. And I, I was struck right before this, I... I didn't get my own copy out, but I just, you know, it's online. Just just type in Westminster Confession of Faith. 
What's really interesting is after this section on of marriage and divorce, guess what? The next one, of the church. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, the progression that the writers of the confession saw as they laid this out. Surely they had in mind that passage in Ephesians. Yeah. St. Yeah. Paul. That's right. Yeah. Well, today our discussion has been on marriage, and our time together went quick once again. You're listening to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. A reminder that uh, this uh, recording will be available online on our website, RedeemerBroadcasting.org, under Programming and MP3 Samples. And if you have any questions for the gentlemen here that participate, another reminder, please post your question on our toll-free line. That number is 888-724-4427. Gentlemen, we have one minute. Wrap-up thoughts, anyone? Well, I would just say that, uh, you know, when I think about my marriage and, you know, there's times when I need to stop and think, does it really reflect the love of Christ for his church? Mm. And that's that's what it needs to do. And it, marriage is to be a showcase of God's grace to us and, and our grace to one another in the family. You know, I, I have two daughters, and one is married, one is not. Um, but one of the concerns I had uh, uh, and do have um, is... Um, that they both understand our teaching, the Christian church's teaching on marriage, mm-hmm. uh, for their own welfare and happiness in the future and having children. Uh, but that has always been a concern of mine, and I do pray. And I hope those parents out there who are listening to this will pray, if your children are not married, that God will lead them to the right person and that they will have the right kind of marriage. I cannot think of a, of a greater blessing in life than to uh, have uh, God's blessings on your life and in your marriage. Amen. Great wrap-up thoughts, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You're listening to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.